listeners. Today we, today out in the, my podcast, I was wanting to interview someone who had a miracle in their life, and I thought back to a chance meeting I had back some time ago, and uh, I, I met a person at um, I think it was in a Walmart, but um, I wasn't going to that Walmart, but then decided to, and then came up and um, met this lady, Rashia uh, Smalls. I had this feeling that, you know, that this this was meeting was something that was supposed to happen, and uh, I just really got a real positive vibe from her, and uh, she, she went on to tell me that, you know, she had her uh, testimony, she had this book, and I bought one from her, and, you know, it went from there, you know, and that, um, so we, we, we met and uh, talked about it. The uh, I had told her that I was, uh, you know, doing a podcast, and so here we are now trying to get that podcast going. Uh, maybe about a year later, but uh, today I wanted to introduce you to Rashia Smalls. Hello, everyone. Uh, so first and foremost, I just want to apologize that my voice is a little congested right now, but we're still going to get this done. We're still going to get God's testimony out to the world so that you know if he did it for me, he can without a doubt and will without a doubt do it for you. Okay, so I, w- I was going to just ask you about some of the miracles that may have happened in your life. Yes, God has worked so many miracles in my life. Um, I'll share one that really well it's one that turned into two um in 2014 I was diagnosed with severe stage four endometriosis and um for those that don't know what it is it's it's not cancer it's like cancer because it because it can spread through your body Um, it's something that only females deal with and it really affects your fertility and causes so much pain I have never experienced pain like endometriosis pain it's a very distinct pain um, and that's what caused me to go to the hospital. I woke up in pain one day, went to the hospital, and they told me um, that it was a cyst. So they gave me some medicine and told me, you know, I should be better in a couple of days once it bursts. Well, days turned into weeks, and I was still in so much pain. Uh, so I went to my doctor, and he told me, you know, I think it's endometriosis, and the only way to find out is through surgery. So <laughs> I was scared. I had never had surgery before at that time, but I was like anything to get out this pain. So it was confirmed, you know, that I had the worst stage, which which was stage four. Um, So I had to have two surgeries that year. And what they do, it's no cure for it, but what they do is they go in and cut at the endometriosis or burn it, which sounds bad, but it gives you so much relief. So for like two years, I had relief. And when they told me, after my second surgery in 2014, the doctor told me um, that I need to hurry up and try to have children within two years because I would need a full hysterectomy. And when I heard that, I interpreted it as I was never going to have children. I was so sad about it, but I've always believed in the power of words. So I wrote down a lot of affirmations, but one of them said, I will give birth to a healthy, normal, God-loving and fearing child by the age of 27. That was it. So I said that for a while. Um, I ended up getting married. And on our very first date, he asked me if I had the sickle cell trait. And I was like, that's weird you know, to ask somebody on the first date, but I was like, you know, uh, I said, no, I don't think I do. Um, and he was like, the reason he asked, because since he was like seven or eight years old, his parents told him, don't you ever, ever, ever marry someone with a sickle cell trait or be with someone with a sickle cell trait because your child will have sickle cell because he has a sickle cell trait. 
And if you don't know about sickle cell, you definitely should look it up. That is not a disease that you want to have. You definitely don't want your children to have it. Um, so I remember when I left, I called my mom and I asked her if I had to trade. And she was like, no, I don't think you do. And I was like, okay. So I decided to ask my doctor as well, because around that time is when I was having surgeries and stuff. So I said, hey, while we're doing blood work, can you test me for this? And my doctor told me, we don't test for sickle cell here, but I'm pretty sure you don't have the trait because even with just having the trait, your hemoglobin would be very low and your hemoglobin is on the higher end. So we took that as the gospel, moved on. So um, about two years later, I ended up getting pregnant. And I'll never forget one Friday, the doctor's office called me and they were like, hey, we need your husband to come in. Uh, we need to test him for the sickle cell trait because you have the sickle cell trait. And I was just like, what in the world? I was so sad. I could not believe it. And I know this was nobody but God because um, I had went in my car and I pulled down my sun visor. And this was a new car now. And in these two years, I had to move. Um, and I had stopped saying the affirmations like probably a year before that because it, I thought it was packed up somewhere. I totally forgot about it. And anyway, I pulled down my sun visor and that paper fell right on my lap. And I opened it up, and the first thing I saw was I would give birth to a healthy, normal, God-loving, different child by the age of 27. And I thought about it, and my daughter was due a month before I turned 27. Wow. So every day I started saying it again. They tried to get me to go to genetic counseling. I wouldn't go. And they were like, you know, we understand that you don't want your child to have this disease, but, like, you have to face reality. You know, we understand this is hard, but you need to know, like, how to handle your child because your child's going to have sickle cell. And I was like, my child will not have sickle cell, so I would not go to genetic counseling. So anyway, after I had my daughter, you know, like, after two weeks, they give you the blood work results. So we went to the doctor's office, and his back was facing his computer the whole time, so his back was towards us yeah. and so he's telling us all this stuff and we're like okay what about the sickle cell like what, what happened with that and he was like oh let me look here he was like you know no she doesn't have she doesn't have sickle cell she doesn't even have the trait and the whole time his back still to us and he said which one of y'all have the trait and we said we both do and he turned around and said what <laughs> in the world <laughs> how is that possible and I was like through prayer so my daughter is 1000% healthy she doesn't even have the trait nothing so, amazing. yeah, God is amazing, for real. So um, when my daughter was six months, I ended up getting pregnant again. <laughs> Not trying that time, but it happened. Right. And it's like, you know, when I had the surgeries that first time, well, the first two surgeries, I was good for like two years. I didn't have any pain. I was like, I didn't. I knew I wasn't necessarily healed because, you know, they said it could come back, but I've, I had totally forgot about endometriosis, honestly, because it just wasn't affecting my life at all. Until after I had my daughter, my second daughter, my pain came back with a vengeance. I was out of work for months, and my children wanted to at the time. It was just a lot going on. That alone was a lot. And then I had this going on, so I couldn't work because I was always in pain. Um, the doctors had given me this medicine called Lupron, and I tell everybody, if you hear the name Lupron, do not take it. I don't care what they tell you it's going to do. Don't take this medicine because it started eating at my bones. So while I'm having this pain from my from endometriosis, when I would step out of my bed, like onto my feet, you could hear my feet crack, just crack, crack, crack. Oh, wow. So I had to start taking calcium pills. I'm going through all this stuff, right? Yeah. So then the doctors, they kept trying to convince me to do a hysterectomy um, because I had a lot of scar tissue. Even if you were to look at my stomach, I have scars all over it because I've had other surgeries in between that time, just not endometriosis related, all on my stomach. I had an appendectomy at 32 weeks pregnant, so I had a lot of surgeries on my stomach. So he said because of that, 
um, and how frail everything was inside that I should never want a doctor to ever have to go in there again. And a lot of people think, you know, just get the hysterectomy. But I was in a place like mentally where I felt like I couldn't take the time to actually sit down and think about such a decision. So I was just like, no, I'm not going to do it. And they were so mad, but I was like, I'm not doing it. And they said, well, you know, even with that, it may not even help your pain, but you need to at least try that. So I wouldn't do it. So that was that. So a week before the surgery, September 16, 2019 was the surgery date. A week before, that was the ninth, I went in for my pre-op. And the doctors told me that um, I would, without a doubt, hysterectomy or not, I was going to need a colostomy bag for the rest of my life. Mm. Wow. Yeah. When they told me that, I was just like, okay, this is it. And wow. if you read my book, I hope you do, but if you ever were to read my book, you'll see that I've been through a lot of stuff, not even just health-wise, a lot of trauma, you know, stuff where I feel like I had to be strong. And when they told me that, I was like, I cannot be strong past this. Like, this is just where I draw the line. Like, yeah, I cannot walk wow. around with a poop bag. That was my exact thoughts. <laughs> so, it's tough. I, yeah, it was very tough. So I went and picked up my children. Um, they were one and two at the time, like I said. And I wasn't going to, like, I knew I was going to commit suicide. I wasn't going to do it while they were home, but I definitely was going to do it before that next week. So I was like, I can't live, like I cannot be strong. So my plan was before the surgery, I'm gonna kill myself. Clearly I didn't do that. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So um I got them home, I sat them down or whatever, and I was just um I sat on my bed in my room by myself to just write out my goodbyes to them. You know, like let them know, you know, mommy loves you, I didn't want to do this, all this stuff like that. And so when I sat down, I just felt like something was telling me to pray. So I prayed and I said, God, you create the heavens and the earth. I need your work of miracle in my life. This was These were my exact words. I said, when they go on Monday, I don't want them to find no endometriosis. In Jesus' name, amen. That was it. And I remember I stood up and I looked like from the left to right, like my feet didn't crack. I couldn't believe that my feet didn't crack. when I, That was the first time I stood up since they gave me that medicine that my feet didn't crack. And I was just like, wow. So I just had this faith. And it's so funny, like recently, probably within the last year, this this happened in 2019, but within the last year, I kept getting an alert from my phone telling me to um, delete some stuff because I was running out of space for like a while. And I ignored it for like months, but I needed to take pictures. So I just like, let me just do it. So I found this video. It was black. And I just played it because I'm like, what is this? And in the video, I was saying, I said, when the doctor's going on Monday, they're not going to find endo, any endometriosis. I'm going to be healed. I don't remember recording that video still, but <laughs> okay. I did. So anyway, so I went in that Monday for surgery. And the doctors were like, ooh, the first thing they said was, you seem like you're feeling better. Because every time they saw me, I was just like curled over in pain because oh, endometriosis yeah. is so pain. If you know someone dealing with endometriosis, Definitely have grace on them because if a lot of people, I felt like they just didn't understand. But if you ask anybody that had it, it's just very, very painful. It's like the worst thing. Yeah. So I said, God healed me. And they said, well, we go to church and we believe in God and everything. But like, we want you to understand, like, it's not possible. We've been doing this like 30, 40 years. There is no cure for this. And we just don't want you to be disappointed. And I said, well, um, since y'all say y'all believers, can we pray? And they said, yes. Yeah. So I said, God, they're the professionals, but you create this profession. Show them what you can do. And they looked at me like I was a straight-up clown. <laughs> like, she's she not getting it. She's not getting it. Yeah. So um, anyway, when I woke up from that surgery, though, all of that severe stage 4 endometriosis was completely gone. Totally. Wow, that's, that's amazing. And to this day, 
What's today's date? Wednesday, May the 10th, 2023. No endometriosis. Not an inch of pain. That's, I tell you right there, you know, the power of the Lord, he can really do it. He can. And he will always if you trust and believe him. Yeah. So, I know I, I remember I read your book and, and I saw all those miracles that happened in your life, you know, and uh, it's just amazing that, uh, you know, how the Lord can do these things for us. Mm-hmm. Okay, so with uh, with that in mind, just everybody, uh, we're not just saying this, so, you know, just say that she got, you know, the miracles done with her. This can happen with anybody. You can, you know, this can, if you get out there and, and you know, you got some kind of pain, the Lord can help you. And we want to uh, try to, you know, let people know that, you know. Definitely. You just get, you know, in, in prayer and, and get with the Lord and, and he, he might have a miracle for you, you know. You just want to try to reach out to him. Yeah, I really do believe that. A lot of people feel like, you know, when they're in situations like it's just so hopeless and they're the only one going through it. So I really love what you're doing and trying to get people to share their testimonies. And like you said, they can reach out to you, right, with their testimonies. Right. Yeah, because this isn't a one and done. Um, Like he's Philip mentioned, you know, if you read my book, you'll see there have been so many things. It's like God has always, you know, pulled me out the fire. And the right. interesting yes. thing I share with a lot of people that just gets me is this sounds so good, you know, hearing miracles. Oh, she, you know, she was sick. Now she's healed. Her baby is, you know, healthy and all this stuff like that. But the biggest part of it to me is when you read my book, you'll see, like, I used to be a pretty horrible person. You know, I was that hurt person that hurted people. I've been through, like, so much pain in my life, and it caused me to become very bitter. Right. So, you know, I was that person that, you know, I've always been a lover, always been a giver, but I was that person that just got fed up to the point I would always be loving, but if a person did anything, the slightest thing, you know, to upset me or make me feel like they were betraying me, I would make them hate me, you know. And that's the part that gets me the most is because it's like I did not, I still feel like I didn't deserve that. Not even one of the things. God has done so many things in my life, but I feel like not even one of the things that I deserve. And that's why I think it's so important to share these testimonies because people probably think, oh, she was just, she must have been, you know, God-fearing all her life and serving God. And so she was worthy. I was not worthy. If anybody didn't deserve it, it was me. Literally, if you talk to people from my past and say, you think Rashia deserved that? The answer would be a resounding no, (laughs) not at all. (laughs) I know what you mean. Yes. So that's the part that's the, I feel like the biggest testimony of it all is that God did it for me because I didn't deserve it. It was the fact that I was in a point of desperation, and a lot of times it seems like you have to almost get to that point where it's like, God, I need you. Like, I, nobody can, these doctors can't fix it. I can't fix it. Literally, the only person that could do anything is you. And your word right, tells yeah. me if I ask for anything and believe, I will receive. So one thing I love that one of my older pastors taught me is call God out on his word. You know, like he said it. So if you say, God, this is what you said, he's a man of his word. So definitely I hope more people will reach out to you with their testimonies and tell you the wonderful things God has done. And please also don't think that your testimony is too small ever 
because if God did it, it's a huge miracle. Yeah, and that's the thing with me, too. I, I just feel like, you know, that I didn't really deserve, you know, the things that happened to me because my past was really bad. I I, I did a lot of uh, partying, and I was really uh, – I threw – I had so many opportunities that I threw away just by, you know, going out and partying. And I said, you know, I, I can come back later and, you know. But I, I just had so many opportunities I threw away, and I – I was smoking pot and just partying every, you know, all, all the time, and I did that most of my life, you know, and I just now I just I felt so undeserving. But the Lord, you know, you don't have to be perfect. You can, you know, like you've been going to church and everything, but just get with the Lord. Ask Him, you know, look, I I need help, Lord, you know, and and you'll receive it. And that's, that's what we're trying to get to. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And like I like I told you earlier, I think it's one of your biggest blessings is you don't look like what you were doing at all. God blessed you with the grace to be able to come to Him and gave you a brand new look, totally new look. Yeah, I I really just didn't, you know. I was out there in the world, and I had you know a lot of stuff going on. I I was, uh, I was I'd been. I got raised, you know, as being in the church, but then I just got away from that. And for many years, I, I stayed out there in the world. And I really don't, I feel like I don't really deserve to be, you know, back in in this now. And, and But that's just the message that we're trying to get over to everyone is, you know, even with your messed up life, you know, the Lord will still help you. Just, just remember that. He always will. He's so gracious. Oh yeah, it's so it's so amazing. Do you mind if I say the name of my book? No, no. I'm, oh, yeah, go ahead. And, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, you can add it anyway. Um, we wanted to mention Rashia's book, but um, you can uh, tell them about it. Yeah, so it's available on Amazon. Um, and the name of it is Rashia, an overcomer's testimony. And it's spelled R-A-W-S-H-E-U-H. And I did that because people have such a hard time uh, pronouncing my name. So it's Rashia, an overcomer's testimony, which is available on Amazon. So hopefully, you know, the people that are listening to this are inspired, but also you'll be writing your own story. And sharing your testimony. Definitely, if you have a testimony, no matter how big or small, reach out to Philip so he can cover it. How can they reach out to you? Yes, people can get in touch with me on my email. Uh, it's phg029 at gmail.com if you want to try to get in touch with me and, and, and share your testimony. Well, that about does it. We're going to, uh, if you want to reach out to me, you know, get in touch with us that way. And um, just want to encourage everybody, to, you know, to get in touch with the Lord and, or, you know, get in touch with us. But let us give your testimony and, and thank you for listening. And please be sure to like, comment, 
and share this with a friend. Of course, we want you to reach out to us, but most, more importantly, reach out to God. Yes, definitely. We look forward to hearing your testimony. Remember, all things are possible through God. Until next time. See you later.